0: It's a football podcast with Safa Dean. Yo, when did this
1: become making fun of Safa Hour? I love
0: it. Tyler Dragon. When I'm when I'm wrong, everybody needs to let me know I'm wrong. And Josina Anderson.
2: My whole philosophy is that things take time, and just in general, whether it's in sports or in American society, we are a microwave society. We want everything now, 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 and it just, in really, in real life, it just doesn't work like that.
3: Each week, our
0: USA Today Sports Plus insiders talk X's analyze O's and bring you behind the scenes exclusive entertaining insightful because they know football so what's it called yes a football podcast
1: all right guys last week we we had some yoga talk in this (laughs) chat it's a it's a football podcast but we talk about a little yoga too and josina last week she brought up how you know, you feel it in your hips. You feel how you feel in your hips, in your core. And let me tell you, man, after Aaron Rodgers, it got me feeling better on Monday Night Football against the Lions last night. But on Sunday, when I saw Tua go down, my, my hips, were they were very, very much
2: cramped.
1: <laughs> they were not feeling great. Yeah, I felt really, really badly seeing Tua go down. Guys, the, the, the list of injuries that we saw in week two, um, was kind of outstanding. It let's you know just the severity of this sport, um, Tyler. I kick it to you. Which which was the uh, the injury of note um, that you kind of took notice of, especially when it was going down on, on week two.
0: Well, I'll say Tua, your boy, when he got went down, I immediately thought of you. I knew, know you were at that game, and it was kind of a a freak accident, from uh, what I uh, gathered. I didn't watch the game, but I know uh, you did. And also in Chicago with. Andy Dalton getting hurt. I thought this was going to be a prime opportunity for Justin Fields to showcase himself and he did okay. The bears ended up winning, but he didn't really, you know, knock anybody's socks off. He didn't uh, have an outstanding game. And you know, the uh, bears coach did say that Andy Dalton is still going to be the starter. If he is healthy, we disagree with that. They need to give the keys to Justin Fields and let him, you know, have his rookie growing pains and, uh, you know, play um, every single down, but we'll see. It's still Andy Dalton's show in Chicago. I know the fans disagree. A majority of the fans disagree. You and I disagree, Soffit. I think Jocena disagrees as well, but I'm not sure. But th- those are the two injuries of note that stick out in my mind from the quarterback position.
2: So I'll talk about the injuries first, and then I'll reply to what Tyler said. The first thing that really stands out to me actually is Tyrod Taylor. And the reason why I say that, it's almost just because I think of the arc of his career and everything that he has gone through, you know, being with the Bills, being with the Browns, being with the Chargers, and then Houston, and when he was in uh, in Cleveland, and when he you know, got supplanted by Baker, you know, going down, getting injured, then going over to the Chargers, having the team doctor or whoever it was, somebody that wasn't him punctured the lung. Okay. Make sure I clarify that whoever it was, it wasn't Tyrod Taylor. And then you come to the Houston Texans and you finally get your opportunity, no less against your former team. You're performing well, you know, you got the vibe, you got the juice. And then you go into the end zone, you score untouched, and you get hurt. And I was just talking to some Texan sources last night, and I'll talk a little bit more about that on a commentary later in the week on USA Today Sports Plus. But it's just so unfortunate. It feels like he is snake bitten, and at a time when this is like, the other starter who doesn't even want to play for the team is giving you the pedestal and the you know platform to be able to have that opportunity. And then again, you go down injured and have to transfer that opportunity to the rookie uh, Mills, who is going to be starting Thursday night football against the Panthers on Thursday. So that to me, when you look at the totality of everything that he's gone through, it's just meant like, wow, <laughs> boy, can can luck ever be on his side? So that's the part that stands out to me. And then when you're talking about really quickly, just to answer what Tyler was saying, when it comes to Andy Dalton and the bears, you know, I actually believe that if fields is not ready, which just even looking at the sample size that we have and based off of just the length of it, common sense, it it doesn't appear that he would be ready. um, I think that you should go with Andy Dalton. You know why? Because you have to consider the 52 other guys that have put their blood, sweat and tears into the preparation and, And how they perform, how the team perform also impacts their long-term futures, the team's long-term futures, the staffing and the coaches. So Justin Fields, I have no problem with the reins being turned over to him, but he has to earn it. He has to earn it. And by the way, a man named Aaron Rodgers had to sit like three years behind Brett Favre before he had his opportunity. Not all quarterbacks are going to be like the quarterbacks of 2012, where it was Andrew Luck and RG3 that are starting right away and and, and having these awesome starts. It's not always going to be the case. Even prior to that era most quarterbacks were taking their time before they would get on the field. It's almost recently over the last eight, seven years where we've kind of been rushing these rookie quarterbacks. He's not ready. He's not ready. And Andy Dalton uh, deserves an opportunity just like anybody else. You have to earn it. You have to earn it.
1: You know, going back to Justin Fields, Josina, you know, I was thinking and, and Tyler and I were talking about this during the preseason as well. And even after the Rams game in week one, when Justin Fields got on the, on the field for the bears, um, It seemed like everybody else on the field with Chicago had a little more pep in the step with, with Justin Fields on. I think everybody on that team knows who's the more talented quarterback and that its fields. Um, Andy Dalton's time is no longer here with us, unfortunately for him. But um, I think when the players on the team know there's a quarterback who's a little bit more talented than the one that's starting, I think that kind of leads to some shifts in the culture that you want to have in Chicago. But if Dalton's playing, you don't really get that all the way. You know, I I think with Fields, everybody else kind of, you know, is on the same page or a little bit more excited. You want to go through the rookie lumps with him, even if he does have those rookie moments. Everybody else is like, okay, well, I understand we're going with the rookie, but he probably give us a better chance than Andy Dalton. You know, Tyler, do
2: you agree?
0: I'll say this. And I know, Josie, you have something to say, too. I'll, I'll say this. Andy Dalton right now is the more polished Quarterback, and he is obviously the more experienced quarterback. He gives you a sense of calmness in the pocket. You know what you're going to get with Andy doll Yeah, it
1: doesn't
0: mean you're going to get what. But no, 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 hold hold on. And I'm going to go to the other side (laughs) with Justin Fields. We all know he has higher upside, and you saw it on that third down scramble. It was a game-winning scramble by Justin Fields to get the first down. That's Uh, dimension of the offense that you do not have with Andy Dalton. Now he has to get better as a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. Um, He needs to read defenses better, but that comes over time and that comes with reps. You don't get the reps sitting (laughs) on bench. So that's why I agree with you, Sabah, that I think Justin Fields needs to start, but he didn't really have a breakout or a really good game to give Matt Nagy and that coaching staff the confidence to put him out on the field to play 40, 50 snaps. So that's why the door is still open for Andy Dalton. And the Bears coaching staff has said if Andy Dalton is healthy, he's going to have his job back. Because Justin Fields didn't really take the reins when he got the opportunity
1: Tyler I'm looking at Josina shake her head right now Josina what you got for us
2: (laughs) there is too much on the line in Chicago Ryan Pace's job likely on the line Matt Nagy's job potentially on the line or I could even say potentially for the GM and head coach however you want to characterize that it's not solid so put that you know on the record Uh, And then all of the players that have been there during this tenure with all of the ups and downs, the players that they've brought in, the expectations and what have you. The Chicago Bears organization has to do what is best for the team as a whole, and that is partly uh, Fields' development and his arc. But at the same time, like I said, he has to earn it. And you know what gives a team juice more than anything beyond talent is results. (laughs) You have to have the results. So even though you have the talent, that experience has to triangulate with how you handle pressure, with how you handle critical moments. All of those things have to come together. And I guarantee you, if Andy Dalton has that happening for himself and it produces a win, they're going to have as much juice. Juice does nothing for me if you're losing or if you're having a Nathan Peterman type of half or what have you. I'm not saying you will, but juice has to be contained and has to produce a winning result.
1: I think nothing buys a QB, nothing buys a coach and a GM time. More than playing your rookie QB so everybody can see what can happen and you mm-hmm. buy that fourth year. But guys, let's switch gears and, <laughs> and go back to the injuries. Um, Jocena, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor and the arc of his career and how that's gone. I look at, at Tua tonga and I look at Carson Wentz who both had injuries. Tua had a rib injury. Carson Wentz uh, sprained both ankles. Um, as first, I, I think when you think of somebody spraining both ankles, you think about how uncoordinated you have to be to do that. <laughs> and then I remembered I also did it one time playing basketball. It hurts. It hurts really badly. I was uncoordinated just like Carson Wentz is. But these are two guys who have injury riddled histories during their career, you know, along with, you know, kind of Tyler R. Taylor and what he's kind of gone had to go through. Um, Tyler, I'll kick it to you to her. Carson Wentz, you know, who needs to return from injury? soon enough to kind of prove their worth for their teams here this season
0: well first of all did you get crossed up in the basketball court like how did you no, break no, no. both ankles that must have been a mean crossover <laughs> I didn't, get, didn't get broke didn't,
1: might have been broken. mean i
2: don't know if it was sprained, mean like that though brain
0: <laughs>
1: both ankles i took a jump shot and i got bumped went down on one tried to land on the other went down on the other one listen before we talk about my basketball skills tyler i'm the brown mamba <laughs> I've got the oh nicest shot. I've got the nicest shot. I can get down in the paint, too. I was Draymond Justina before. Josina and I need
0: receipts. We need receipts.
1: I can show you guys some. I can show you. This is this was even before the Achilles tear. Okay? Of you so,
2: playing well, so before, not bad. You know, this, is before, the, the harder this is even footage after the Achilles locate.
1: tear. I'm out here. I'm still out here. Yes, but let's you know, get back out, to we, we know, it, know you're out right?
2: there. <laughs> no, that's the point. We do know you're out there.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, it Yo, one of the things that's
1: fun of software hour. I love
0: it. <laughs> Easy. But to answer your question, I think both of them really need to prove themselves on the football field. Carson Wentz has been, he's had an injury riddle two, three years. And, you <laughs> know, he has a fresh start there in Indianapolis, but it's already week two. He was injured during the offseason. Now he's injured the second game, spraining both angles. Mm-hmm. And the Indianapolis Colts, they're 0-2. Then the other side, Tua, they already flirted with Deshaun Watson. They flirted with other quarterbacks this offseason, too. And this is a proven season for Tua. I-, I know you're a big fan, but over those first-round pick quarterbacks, we're not going to count love. But out of Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, Tua is (laughs) a distant third, (laughs) those two. And he he really needs to prove himself in Miami, or else he's going to be looking for a job sooner rather than later. And that's not a, a knock on Tua, he just hasn't really done well. And Miami has a playoff roster built around it.
2: See, in the interesting conversation about talent, because on one hand, you're using talent to justify why Justin Fields needs to get on the field now. And then on the other hand, we know that another quarterback has a talent, but not necessarily producing. And so it's like, you know, what's the time period that should be allowable for that quarterback to be on the field? Here's the thing. It's funny because on one hand, I'm saying Justin Fields needs to you know, wait a little bit based on what I've seen so far. But I also, in, in the same flip instance, don't think necessarily that the Dolphins should be uh, that close to giving up on on Tua. I do. I, in general, my whole philosophy is that things take time. And just in general, whether it's in sports or in American society, we're a microwave society. We want everything now, now, now. And it just, it, and really, in real life, it just doesn't work like that. So I feel like everyone just needs to slow down. I know that the season compared to baseball and, uh, basketball is only 17 games in the regular season. And you have to, you know, uh, get results quicker. But at the same time, you have to be realistic and allow yourself to gather enough data to make an informed decision. So you don't keep compounding those mistakes and then, um, you know, having yourself out of a job and or continuing to, you know, go with the wrong personnel for whatever you have to get accomplished. So with regards to Tua. Um, you know, you know, getting hurt is not necessarily a sign of his talent or where his future art could be. He just needs to stay on the field so he can continue to develop.
1: With Justin mm-hmm. Fields specifically, you have uh, a player who doesn't have injury history, who you're trying to see the talent untapped. With Carson Wentz, you have a player who joined a new team after four years of. Of having injuries with the Philadelphia Eagles, and you're trying to see if you could take it to the next level and stay healthy. And he's shown you in the preseason with the foot injury, and now we too with both ankle injuries that he's just injury prone altogether. With Tua Tyler, I think he has what Justin Herbert and uh, Joe Burrow don't have is a above 500 record as a quarterback. And I think we have to remember too, this was Tua's 11th start in his career. He didn't play all of last season. I mean, I don't think the Dolphins should be in any position to be ready to. Get rid of Tua after eleven games—that's for sure. I mean, they did want to, and, and flirted with Joson Watson right beforehand. Maybe they saw something already. Did in you just Tua call that him Joson
2: Watson? Did that sound like a combination <laughs> did of Josina?
3: Uh, yeah, I was, I was just wondering
2: if there's a quarterback <laughs> I haven't heard of in the NFL, did, but okay, you, wife, you have some breaking news that they did, maybe we should be breaking that right now in USA Today where Like Joe Son Watson is apparently Demar.
1: Demar. Watson?
2: Huh? I'm sorry? Is, is, is,
1: are we getting my Wi-Fi? My Wi-Fi is getting all the straight oh, oh, bullies today oh, from okay, okay, okay,
2: okay, I was just wondering if I needed to tweet something that you just let me know that I need it's to like, a, follow right up on. It's a new quarterback. It's a new
1: quarterback. What I'm,
2: saying. I'm just wondering. See, sometimes I look like I'm not paying attention, but trust me, I hear everything. <laughs>
1: (laughs) that's what we're trying to get we're trying to get all the undivided attention here but Mm -hmm. yeah look I think two 11 games in the Dolphins flirted with Deshaun Watson you know earlier this season too but I think 11 games is still too early to pull the leash on him and we'll see are these guys really injury prone or or are they just suffering an injury and they're waiting to get back and we can see what they have when they do all right guys after two weeks we got seven teams that are 2-0 off to a hot start and we've got seven teams that are off to an 0-2 start, not doing so great. Which 2-0 and team um, is the biggest surprise for you? I- I'm looking at a couple. Cardinals, Panthers, Raiders, Broncos, the Bucks and Rams, of course, and, and the 49ers. Tyler, I kick it to you. Which is the biggest surprise of you uh, for the 2-0 and teams <laughs> for you?
0: I'm going to go with my Cardinals. I say my Cardinals because I'm in Phoenix right now. And then I'm also going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, two reasons why I picked both teams. Arizona, they had a big win, probably an upset win. Nobody really picked them to beat the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, and they really blew them out. Chandler Jones tied a franchise record with five sacks in week one, and then they uh, won again in week two. Then you go with the Las Vegas Raiders, new stadium with the fans there for the first time, beat Lamar Jackson in the Ravens. Then they have a nice win in week two. So these are two teams that are really playing really good football that not many people expected. They're both leading, uh, their divisions out west. Derek Carr. Right now, I, I saw a story in USA Today. He's in the MV, early MVP talk. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I know we mercy. got, I know we got it injured.
2: Y'all want to of him.
0: Sorry. No, no, no. Hey, I didn't write the story, yeah, but you, we had it. In, we had it in USA Today, and Kyler Murray as well. He's playing mm-hmm. really good. We already know what. Um, um, I'm drawing blank on his name. Well, Chandler Jones, five, the five sacks. So they're doing really uh, good in Arizona, and I really uh, like what I see out of those two teams.
2: I mean, those are definitely the ones to pick Uh, in my um, estimation. I do think that Teddy Bridgewater is doing a really nice job uh, leading the Broncos. Um, But when you look at the teams that uh, the Broncos have played so far in the Giants and the Jags, it's hard to really give that more of a bump over the two teams that you just mentioned simply because of the competition, though, I love the fact that he's had four touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, completion percentage over 75 in both games and a QB rating over 115 in each of those instances as well. So when you look at the fan base and how they're reacting to Teddy and the team, I still get a lot of them in my timeline because I used to work out in Denver for six years. So I see all of that chatter And, you know, they are in love with his leadership and his composure under adversity. And when you look at Teddy's career, and everything that he went through at the outset of being with Minnesota, I think all of that plays into how he um, addresses pressure, how he, you know, assesses the field, how he just regards the game in general, because I think he believes that just even being on the field is such a blessing that everything else kind of just seems easier to him. And so I think that that's really working, particularly when you also consider that the you know Broncos were winking at you know Aaron Rodgers and the Packers you know at some point you know before uh, that settled down in Green Bay so they're getting a nice result to start off with Teddy but um, when you look at the fact that Arizona Cardinals have had their two wins against the Titans and the Vikings and then the Raiders all also having you know a couple of tough matchups as well it's very hard to discount that. But lastly, I just want to say that I do think, especially because I know I've talked a lot about this in the past, you know, when it comes to Derek Carr and all the incoming that he gets with the, you know, the hater rate or what have you, and up and down in terms of how the critics regard his performance, I think he is doing a really uh, nice job. I think it's like four touchdowns, one interception. But when you think about, and one point I want to make about Derek Carr, when you think about how he was performing in 2016, when Jack Del Rio was the coach And they went to the playoffs and then I believe they lost in that first game when Donald Penn rolled up on his ankle. He was playing at an MVP level and everyone was talking. I don't know if people remember. People were like, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. And then he just had this adversity afterwards. They switched general managers, head coaches, and, you know, didn't necessarily jive, in my opinion, with, you know, Groom when he first got there. Um, And then now it just seems like things are settling. So what does that do in terms of connecting to my previous point? Things take time. If you were looking at Gruden and Carr the first year, they'd be like, oh, get rid of Carr, get rid of Carr. Now you, now you love Carr. Now you, so it's like, you love me, you hate me. Well, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Things <laughs> take time. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, it does. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's, it's it's so unfortunate in this league. You know, nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and patience is truly a virtue in the NFL. Um, guys, I look at this list of, of 2-0 teams, and I think a bunch of them can go 3-0. I think mm-hmm. the Cardinals go 3-0 against the Jaguars, Panthers go 3-0 and Thursday night against the Texans. I think the Raiders go 3-0 and against the Dolphins. Um, and the Broncos go 3-0 and against the Jets. Where um, is that
2: game, the Thursday game? is it? The is Thursday
1: it in- game is in Houston.
2: Yeah, I think there's um, a good chance that Houston plays better than we think.
1: I think so, too. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the home game does help. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I look at the 49ers 2-0, and they're going to welcome Aaron Rodgers, who rebounded big on Monday Night Football. With uh, you know, five touchdowns total, four touchdowns to Aaron Jones last night on Monday Night Football. Excuse me, um, and then the Bucks and Rams. We're gonna talk about that later in our picks coming up. The Battle of Two and teams. There's a bunch of teams that are O and two to start <laughs> this season: the Lions, the Vikings, the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Colts. All O and two to start this season.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, this is producer Emily again coming in here just to give you a little (laughs) positive perspective. One of those teams, like you mentioned, Jacksonville Jaguars, they kind of wanted to own up to it. They wanted to let everyone know it's all good. They post a nice photo of their team linking arms, and it says... Hang in there with us. We're going to get better. The one thing about Jacksonville and the 904, go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group working harder to get this thing flipped. And it is accredited to the one and only coach of the year, Urban Meyer. The
0: optimism that optimism in one tweet. Man. Act in one tweet. Man, that's really because Urban Meyer, they already
1: got the word he's not going to get 10 mil or more from the USC, so... Let's put that tweet out and reaffirm
0: Jacksonville, we're gonna stay here for this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might he might be getting a call from a three one oh number, so 323
1: soon.
3: So so do you believe it? Do you believe this optimism?
0: Very
1: much of a college optimism or a, a college way to kind of go about things, to reaffirm things with your fan base. Look, we all know Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. They have a lot going on in Jacksonville. It's a huge turnaround that they're trying to make when you're having one of the best college coaches of all time and now a number one draft pick and Trevor Lawrence um to try to turn things around. I like the message, I like the optimism. Uh, but to me, I think uh, you know, like I said earlier, I don't think the the cash uh, really, really hit the hit the check yet for for the USC job yet. Maybe, maybe they're still having some talks. Maybe they'll have some talks after the season.
2: <laughs> I I think that um, the best way to temper uh, anxiety is just to feed it with you know realism. And at the end of the day, this was always going to take time. And so what you need to sell, you know, to sell. Is not necessarily false hope, but real expectations. I mean, if you want to just go and look at Peyton Manning's first year with the Colts or, you know, quarterbacks in which there's plenty of examples and things have taken time, it just is what it is. Now, I will say, as a mat, I won't say who, but I was talking to a source. The other night who was telling me and this is their opinion don't be all up in my mentions um but that they were saying that the jaguars and, and their um estimation look really disorganized so what you have to do is control the things that you can control as far as getting those cleaned up you know results are results there's only going to be one team that wins what you can control though is effort and being competitive and then you can sell that and you can build off of that but it's going to take time you know, saying, you know, the kumbaya, hold the hands, and this is going to come together and making it sound like it potentially could happen quicker than it may. It may not. But that doesn't mean that no one doesn't have the, uh, the capability, the talent, or that it can't come together. You just have to really sell, you know, patience, development, and the fact that realistically that was always going to be the case, particularly when you're going up against grown men in the NFL. Everybody is trying to win. Only one team can win between two. So it just is what it is.
0: Yeah, the Jaguars, they're in a massive rebuild right now. First-year head coach in the NFL, rookie quarterback. They're not a good football team from top to bottom. You know, it's not really a surprise that they're 0-2 right now. They're probably going to finish with one of the worst records, if not the worst record in the league. So this takes time. They're in a rebuild, and they're at the beginning stages of a rebuild it's going to take a lot of time for things to turn around in Jacksonville.
2: Well, and that's why sometimes you don't necessarily, you know, and urban Meyer also has to prove himself, you know, in the NFL that he can do this reconstruction project in Jacksonville. A lot of, a lot of splashy hires. You get to have the number one pick, all these other things, those things, you know, together aggregate to you know, raise expectations, you know, but at the end of the day, um, when you're making, you know, certain choices, when it comes to building a team, you know, do what's best for building a cohesive team and also what's best in terms of, you know, talent in addition to that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Guys, let's go back into the, the O and two mix here as we we gave mm-hmm. the, ja- the Jaguars a bunch of our time a little while ago. <laughs> uh, one of these teams is going to win and get a, their first win um, because the Falcons are also zero and two. They're going to be visiting the giants this week. Um, the Seahawks are going to be visiting the Vikings. I think if that's Minnesota's one chance to, to get a win this week, um, the Seahawks team has been playing really, really well, but they lost last week. Maybe that's Minnesota's time too. But I look at the Lions, they're going to host the Ravens. Um, I look at the Jaguars, they're going to host the Cardinals. I look at the Jets, they're going to host the 2 0 Broncos. And I look at the Colts, who may be without Carson Wentz again. And that's what the, the team I really
2: think we need to talk about is Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz. I mean, this is, this is just like teetering on, you know, potentially, you know, the, the flames is getting, you know, big and in Indy pretty soon. Like they, I mean, and then, and not because of the you know, necessarily the head coach and not because of, you know, the talent that they have on the team. It's simply just, you know, Carson Wentz's history coming into uh, Indianapolis that, you know, two, uh, games from now, it, 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 this, you know, just might be leading headlines. I mean, I already think of the Indianapolis columnist. I think Greg Doyle, who who lit, it, who lit up the situation, you know, right when uh, Carson Wentz was going through the injuries and the COVID stuff and all this other stuff. So uh, that, I think that is something that, you know, has to be monitored. Carson Wentz, you know, for all of the talk prior to coming to Indy, there's, there, I mean, I, I can't, we'll be on this podcast for four hours if we just get into all the sub layers of everything, you know, playing behind, you know, being the starter, playing behind someone else. Your backup wins the Super Bowl. You know, you get traded. The thing going on with Jalen Hurts, you know, your confidence, your mechanics, going to Indianapolis, reuniting with your former coach. I mean, it's just like all of these sub layers that are just like in his head. And he has to be able to, you know, take the cartridges out, you know, put him back in and make sure everything is just like in line when he's on the field because those mental, and, and this is my opinion, not saying this is what it is, you know, whatever you want to call it, the, the memories of all of that can't be playing into a factor when he's encountering adversity.
0: It's funny you said that because I was talking to uh, one NFL source at SoFi Stadium during the Cowboys and uh, Chargers game, and he basically said the same thing. He was wondering if Carson Wentz is done or not. He mm-hmm. said he's gun shy. He really doesn't feel comfortable anymore in the pocket. And you really see it on the field. His mechanics aren't there anymore. Ever, ever since he had that, you know, MVP run type season before he got hurt, he has not looked the same. He's erratic throwing the football. And you really have to start beginning to question his, what what's up with Carson Wentz. He hasn't changed of scenery in Indianapolis. He hasn't played well already. But give it. I still think he deserves a little bit more time. I The talent is there, but something just seems off ever since that injury. Of this.
2: You know why? Because it's mentality. Because when you're evaluating these the talent at the combine, what you, you know what you can't see? You can't see how people handle pressure. What you can't see is how people handle adversity. What you can't see is what type of horse they are in the stable. Are they all good when everything is going well with them and they're front leaders? But then the moment they, you know, it you know encounter adversity, they can't, you know, get that swag back. That that's why you then, when you're looking at sports in totality, you begin to appreciate the Kobe's. You begin to appreciate the Jordans because it's not just the supreme elite blue chip talent. It is the it is the alpha in them. It is the ability to handle pressure, it's the ability to if they mess up, want to, you know, can't even go home, want to keep shooting, want to keep, you know, throwing at the jug or whatever it is, because they are thirsting to come back, you know, and a little bit of that is what I feel like I saw in my man, um, Who's the quarterback? Oh, my gosh. Who's the quarterback? We were just talking about last week when I said I saw it in his eyes. Perenneke. Yes, there was. Absolutely. And and I feel like, thank you, that's exactly it. I feel like when I saw it in his eyes, I didn't see fear. You know, I didn't see dread. And I'm not saying he's Kobe, but I'm just saying it's just one aspect Mm. of the DNA that you have to have. And with Carson, I've talked about this over and over and over again. And the Philadelphia Hills fans are probably going to blow up this entire thing. They're like, oh, here she go again. (laughs) And JoJo always is in his non-hate. Uh, it, it, it's looking at what we see it's looking at what we see when he does well great I know certain things are not his fault they're gonna go all the way back to today being and the playoffs and all that other stuff fine but you know mentality is such a big part of it talent is like almost I almost want to say it's like 30 40 percent of it and it, it matters nothing if the head above is not you know in tune with what's going on everywhere else
1: you know I kind of criticize teams for not having backup plans at the quarterback position, right? And it's good to see that the Colts didn't put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket. I mean, you don't know how great Jacob Eason is from Georgia. You don't know how great Sam Elger is from Texas. Um, but I know those two quarterbacks, having those two quarterbacks in your camp, in practice, in preseason, and seeing which one of those guys can beat each other out, you have the competition you're looking for. You have a young quarterback you can groom. Hopefully you can get a spark with one of those two guys in the meantime that Carson Wentz is out. And maybe those are one of the two guys that could be the future at your position if you don't have to go draft another one in the nice draft coming up.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, again, here's the thing when it comes to uh, mentality when it comes to you know confidence and all of these things you know these are things that don't necessarily show up on the stat it's why people can it's why a team like the patriots can draft tom brady in the 6th round these are these are you can't see what's in somebody's heart mm-hmm. and you know at this point um carson wentz you know has a lot to prove that that that's just is what it is and oh by the way i you know do do we need to just start dialing on the phone and call philip rivers do we need to call Do Philip Rivers? He's coaching because, high
0: school football right now. I
2: feel, like, I feel like if we did a live shot to Philip Rivers now, he's just in his living room like, hmm. Mm,
1: you guys remember me? Mm. Y'all remember me over here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. What had happened was, you know, and then when the phone is ringing, he's just doing like this. Just keep letting it <laughs> ring until, <laughs> until, until they come correct with some money in case this keeps going in the direction that it's going. So it just is what it is.
0: So he's just going to get off the high school coaching sidelines and go to yes, Indianapolis?
2: Yes, yes. That, <laughs> that's exactly because it pays what about, more. What yes. about the kids? What
0: about, what about the, kids?
2: the kids? You can put them in the stands and go produce these movies because right now we don't have the time for the time. Okay? All right. Go get your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and your Juicy Juice juice box and come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: This isn't Bishop Sycamore. He's coaching now.
2: Oh, uh, Hey, listen, he, he, <laughs> this rivers, was
0: a high school.
2: he said at the beginning of, he said at the beginning of the season that if, you know, if need be, he could he, potentially he could be available towards the end of the season. Cause Phillip rivers ain't got the knees and enough icy hot to be doing training camp in these first <laughs> eight games of the season. So he's just going to chill on the couch, put, you know, one of those little warm pads on his back and just watch how it's going and wait for that phone to ring and let it ring about three more times that money gets right and then come up off the couch
0: okay. yeah if there was any quarterback that that can just you know play out of whim and on, on one call it's philip rivers he's a very smart quarterback he doesn't get enough credit for how smart he is as a football player
2: and listen and i want to make clear because i know you know again eagles fans please all right you know i know i know we got this report okay but here's the thing is uh, if if carson Wentz does what it does great Woo! All all to the good. But at the end of the day, right now the team is 0-2. They made the exchange to bring him over, have a lot of expectations, Reuniting with the coach he's worked with before. Got to turn it around. That's just the end of the day. That's just what it is.
3: Let me do a quick, just to wrap up this section, very quick, quick fire. Which of these teams, Lions, Vikings, Giants, Jaguars, Jets, and Colts, will get the most, because we keep talking about time, will get the most time to actually turn it around by the organization?
1: I think they're all on the same timeline, to be I honest. Know, but... <laughs> I really think they're all on the same timeline. You look at the Giants, 0 2. They have to figure out if Daniel Jones is the guy. The Vikings are 0 2, and they shouldn't be with guys like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Kurt Cousins there. I think that, you know, the Detroit Lions are in a rebuild mode. Everybody knows they're in a rebuild mode with Detroit. They got a, got a lot of young guys there, despite getting Jared Goff. Um, Urban Meyer and, and Trevor Lawrence have some time. That's probably the team I would choose that has the most time here. But you don't know if Urban Meyer is going to bounce after a year. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the Jets are 0-2. Um, there's never enough time in New York, like I mentioned with the Giants earlier. And the Colts situation, like we talked about, you know, just now, you're hoping that you have the guy and he's injured. So I think a lot of these teams are on the same timeline right now. They have to figure out if their quarterback situations and if the rest of the roster are going to be, you know, talented enough to compete in their respective divisions. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that was kind of a roundabout answer. So I don't know if you really <laughs> answered the question. Yours. But producer, <laughs> producer Emily, I, I, I'll answer the question. Now I'm gonna ha- I have two answers. Now on brand, on brand, on brand. It's the Jaguars' number one. They have the most time. They have, like I just said, a first-year head coach, a rookie quarterback. They probably have the worst roster, top to bottom, in the National Football League. They're the farthest away from winning. That's why they had the number one pick last year. And then you have the New York Football Jets. They, they're a pretty bad team as well. I, I, I look at Zach Wilson running for his life at quarterback hmm. out there. Hmm. He really doesn't have a lot of options to hand the ball off to. Or to throw the ball to. I, I, you know, oh, I know let me have, bring my uh-oh. small
2: violin now. Uh, you don't know. No, that no no, 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 I'm not, to I'm, not, I'm, not no okay. I'm
0: not giving excuses. I'm not giving excuses, but when I look at these two rosters, they're, they have the worst rosters in the National Football League. It's mm-hmm. the Jaguars and the Jets. They have the most time, and by most time, two, maybe three years. Now, these are not excuses. But if you look at their rosters and compare them to all the other teams in National Football League, you can't say, oh, yeah, they should be able to be a a playoff team or 500. No, they're not good.
2: So (laughs) let me let, let me ask you. And, and and again, and I'm and I'm saying this in jest. So Lions fans, please don't come after me. I, I, there's a whole bunch of people that I uh, respect in that organization, but I'm gonna just say this in jest, real quick. Uh, after Terrell Williams, who is out right now, you know, dealing with the concussion, or husband for the first two games, can 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 we name the Lions wide receivers? Anybody know? Who oh, those? they they
0: they're, they're probably third <laughs> in my list. Okay, okay. They're third. no 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 okay, no, no, okay, no 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 okay. no.
2: Okay. But they but they but see they, I only got one. I only get to pick two. I'm not gonna be. No, 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 we're no. Talking about weapons. I'm saying we got to talk about weapons. You know, you see, I mean, Jared Goff, I mean, you know, he, first of all, we, we, there's so much that we can break down with the lines. And I, I talked about that in one of his posts I did for you to say plus. But what I'm saying is you're talking about weapons, look at the receiving core there. Look at the, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of teams. That, if it's the weapons, if it's not the weapons, it's the injury. If it's not, as this is COVID. If it's not, this is it. Blah, 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 blah. Look, Everybody has to show up on Sunday. It is what it is. You gotta connect and work with what you have. I I, I don't wanna hear about Zach uh Wilson and, and, and the Nathan Peterman and then the four interceptions and all this other stuff. Get it together and put the best of what you have up there and 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 let's and let's get focused about this game. That's 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 all I want. I don't want I don't want to I don't wanna hear all that.
0: Mm-hmm. They can get focused, I, but they're still gonna lose. I just want the- <laughs> talent. <laughs> you
3: gotta have talent. I, <laughs> I mean, you
0: can focus all you want. <laughs> I, just, I just, I'm sure they were focused,
1: but they're gonna lose because they don't have a lot of talent. I just well, really appreciate. I, mean, I really I mean. appreciate Tyler sticking on Brandon picking two teams for every question to pick yeah. one. Team. Thank you, yeah. I mean, you pick, stop it. You pick seven. I know, that, but this happened once. So you do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. This but, is but three weeks in but,
2: but can I say this too? It's like, and this is the part that gets me, you know, because I, and, you know, obviously I've been covering NFL for, for a very long time. I've been myself. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it always surprises me how much the players, you know, with through the union you know, talking about how they want to reduce the practice time. And then we get out here and it's like, oh my God, look at all these injuries. Not the say I don't understand as a contact sport. So again, don't be my mind I just understand that. But some of this has to do with the lack of time together, the lack of conditioning. Some of that is the case, particularly when you're looking at the soft tissue injuries. So now when you're talking about talent, no, some of it is not talent. Some of it, like, y'all need more practice. Stop, So stop complaining about y'all need about more. Practice. We're talking about practice. Y'all need more practice. practice. So, I mean, these are professional players. Regardless, not everybody is going to be Antonio Brown and OBJ, you know, who i do going to think is going to play this week, but whatever. That's another time. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but, but everybody's not, but you are professional. So part of it is you either need more time on your off time to, you know, come together or stop going through the union talking about, we don't want to practice until, you know, the last day before training camp starts.
0: We in it's a football podcast and we're talking about practice.
2: Practice. <laughs> when I start fluttering my eyes, not a game. Just, you know not, a game. not a game. Shout out to Alan Iris.
1: Football <laughs> podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, you know, you're talking about oh, you know, whatever. I mean, you, i you I saw if you're talking to people, if the people in Detroit are listening to this, they're probably they're gonna they're gonna lament, you know, the wide receiver court, especially with Terrell, you know, Williams out there. So and then you're talking about comparing that to the Jets or whatever. Please, every team has whatever, whatever, whatever. Nah get the practice together if y'all have to do it all the way up until midnight you know whatever it is because by the time look matter of fact if you compare it to other sports leagues y'all only have one game a week one game a week so there's literally less excuse you have more practice you have more practice and still complain about the practice Time now for the podcast in which we talk about the predictions. Our man Tyler right now is sitting at two and three and stop at three and two. You guys are just like mirror images of one another. Who is going to pull ahead this week? Let's start with the first game the one and one Chargers versus the one and one Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes experiencing some adversity towards the end of the game, the result not actually just going his way. How do you think that this team is going to do against the Chargers?
1: Listen, Tyler, I'm sorry. Your Chargers are going to lose two in a row this week. They're going to lose two in a row this week. I got the Chiefs by 10 here. Um, You know, Patrick Mahomes, they uh, good on Lamar Jackson for not leaving enough time on the clock, getting that fourth down conversion and winning that game for the Ravens last week. But I think the Chiefs bounce back. Uh Travis Kelsey and Tyree Killer are too good. Patrick Mahomes is too good. And they're much better than Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Sorry, Tyler.
0: <laughs> I see all these shots that you're throwing at me just because you won by one small game last week. I got it right. I got it right. <laughs> I, I'm going with the Chiefs, too. I think they're going to rebound uh, in, at home against the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes, he did not play well, as Jocena alluded to. Hmm. And, and the Chargers, they don't like prosperity. Like <laughs> You look at last game, they should have beat the Dallas Cowboys, but they really shot themselves in the foot. Two penalties nullify touchdowns, and I just think that when they go up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to go up against a juggernaut, and they're going to lose.
2: Interesting, but I do want to circle back real quickly because we did talk about that Ravens-Chiefs game and I, you know, nah, 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 and the Ravens <laughs> did pull it out. I was just trying to say I, that.
0: I knew Cena was going to miss it. <laughs> I, I already knew Jocena. See, when I'm, when I'm wrong, everybody needs to let me know I'm wrong. <laughs> but it's
2: okay. It's
0: okay. It's okay. It's okay.
2: It's okay. <laughs> hey, listen, it's all the fun part of it. Y'all come at me with your arrows the next time I'm wrong, except that's not going to happen because <laughs> I don't make predictions. But whatever else but you yes, want to say. Somebody it. doesn't make Rare, 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 <laughs> rare. Okay, so we're moving on to the next game. We got the 0-2 calls. We already talked about the pressure on Carson Wentz, you know, uh, or just even this team in general, even though we got to see how he's feeling, you know, with the injuries just overall, versus the 1-1 Titans, who have just been really kind of surprising. But when you look at the Titans towards the end of the season, the defense not necessarily performing the way that they thought. They were able to pull it out, you know, uh, and get, you know, one win for the season. How do you like them going up against this Colts team that needs to really find their stride?
1: Yeah, we spoke about Carson Wentz in this, uh, and, and, and his injuries and how it's going to affect the Colts this season early on. You know, the Colts won this division last year the AFC North, and I'm um, looking at the Titans. They were ones that reached the, the, the AFC title game a couple years ago. Um, this is an early division game, a chance for them to bury the Colts early. I got the Titans by 10 in this one, Tyler.
0: I was hoping you were going to pick the Colts. Who's, because I got, this, I, I got uh, <laughs> maybe you can play quarterback <laughs> right now. But I, I have the Titans too. Derrick Henry got back on track in week two. Last year, he rushed for 281 yards versus the Colts in two games. And I really think he's going to run over uh, the Colts this week. I have the Titans winning by 13.
2: Interesting. But you know what this really underlines, too, is longevity. And, you know, having success over a long time, you know, when you look at how the Titans and I'm talking about Tennessee real quick, how they are able to really kind of come out the gate with that juice, you know, new coach, new this and whatever, and you're riding off that energy and everything is just clicking, you know, the mark of a good career is how long it lasts and being able to, you know, really overcome adversity over time. So we are really going to learn a lot about you know the Tennessee Titans we're going to learn a lot about you know maybe even the future of what's going on with some of the people in the organization because there have been a lot of there's I think there's a lot of pressure after bringing in Clowney after bringing in Julio Jones after you know a first round pick you know not even in the league anymore and then you brought in uh what's my man the the rusher that came over from Atlanta that's also Vic Beasley that didn't work out so there are a lot of things that just need to work out when you're looking at the compilation of talent that they have in Tennessee but let's move on to the Sunday 425 5 p.m. game you've got the 2-0 Buccaneers versus the 2-0 Rams Ugh, I mean wow this is this is this is going to be a heck of a matchup when you're looking at the talent on both sides of the ball for both teams
1: Tyler I, I really I know what team you're gonna pick and I'm telling you right now I'm picking the other team I'm going with the Rams this week Tyler I like Matt Stafford at home I like Cooper Cup I think their connection has been really, really great so far this season, and I really like that Rams defense. I think Aaron Donald gets home to Tom Brady a couple of times, and I mm-hmm. think Jalen Ramsey is going to lock down one of these guys. I like the Brady and Gronk connection that's revived. Four touchdowns between those two, you know, in the last couple of weeks. I think the Rams could probably try to defend that a key in on that, and I think Jalen Ramsey locks up Mike Evans, but I got the Rams by six, I, and I think Matt Stafford gets a huge win for L.A. in week three.
0: How, how do you know who I'm going to pick? All right, Did, go Have ahead. you been looking? Have you been looking at my notes or something? Have,
1: uh, no, I know we all pick the same teams most of the time here, and you're going <laughs> safe. You're not. You're not going the Rams like I'm going here. So tell us your Bucks pick. Tell us your Bucks pick.
0: Well, okay, you are right on that, but you're going to be wrong in your pick. <laughs> I have <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady leads the league in touchdown passes. The Buccaneers look like world beaters right now. They threw five touchdowns in week two. All 22 starters back on offense and defense. Come on, man. I know it's at home. SoFi Stadium. It's, got, it's a beautiful facility. I was just there last week, mm-hmm. but it won't matter. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. I have them winning by seven. It's going to be close. The Rams are good. They are surprising me. I know that's your Super Bowl pick, but they're going to lose to Tom Brady.
2: But here's what I would say, too. When you look at the fact that the Bucs played the Falcons and they played, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, sometimes when you really go up and, and change the caliber of the competition that you're going to, it can be jarring. Then you also consider the fact that the Buccaneers are the team that is traveling. And then this juice that, your juice, writes out the Uh That, uh, that, you know, uh, Stafford is kind of playing with now. Um, I, I think it, I think it's going to be a, obviously a tougher one. I won't say who, you know, but it, you know, I think it'll, of course we can win, but I think it's going to be definitely a tougher one for, um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. One note I would say real quickly before we transfer to the next game is that I, I always like the fact that, listen, we all know that Aaron Donald is a heck of a specimen, but I just want to throw this note for your listeners that are listening real quick. That one thing that when I covered uh Quentin Williams, that he told me when he was first coming in the league that he really uh, admires about his uh, Aaron Donald is his waistline and that he started wearing a waist trainer because Aaron Donald wears a waist <laughs> trainer. So I, just, I, I just always thought that, that was interesting though. Anyways, I'm always coming up with little uh, anecdotes things. All right. So we're moving on to the one-on-one Packers versus the 2-0 49ers. though. 49ers are 2-0. Packers, 1-1, rebounding from I don't know what that was in week one with a very inspired performance from Aaron Jones last night. What is going to happen when these two teams collide?
1: Packers by 14, Tyler. Packers by 14, two touchdowns. I'm giving him a big win over San Fran. I think San Fran got, their, you know, got a lot of players back. Nick Bosa, a lot of guys back from injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo's playing a little well. I don't think he's looking over his shoulder with Trey Lance, but Aaron Rodgers put on a show on Monday Night Football with Aaron Jones. They have four touchdowns each. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers throw up the seam to Robert Tanyan for that touchdown. I mean, the Manning brothers were so impressed, you know, during the Monday Night Football telecast. On, um, you know, for during the in the second week, Aaron Rodgers is back, Tyler, and I, and I think he's going to win big in San Francisco.
0: We are going to agree on another pick. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do have the Packers uh, winning. Aaron Rodgers' homecoming game; he's from the Bay Area. He's going to come out with a vengeance. He got back on track uh, last night against the lowly Detroit Lions. Uh, Debo Samuel's though. They're going to have a problem with him. He leads the league in receiving yards. The 49ers defense is really good. They have five sacks. I think 12 tackles for a loss already uh, going into week three. So it's not going to be as easy as people expect. The 49ers, they're a really good football team. But Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they're going to come out to play. Devontae Adams, he's from California, too, near the Bay Area. So What's that
2: got to do with anything?
0: It's a homecoming game. People play ho- People play well when they play at home. When they mm-hmm. when their family's in the stands, you know, mm-hmm. you got fans back. Oh, so so cousin Junebug
2: is catching balls for the Packers now. Cousin Junebug, he's I, he's I, catching balls. For, okay, I I June.
0: You don't you know Okay, so hold on, hold on. When you <laughs> when you ran when you ran track at North Carolina, Josina, <laughs> mm-hmm. did you did you? Perform better when your family was in the stands.
2: Absolutely, you making sense, but I just like messing. Okay. When my I just, when
0: my family was in the stands, I, just, I wasn't coming in last.
2: I, I just like tossing, uh, salt. That. I just be tossing some Himalayan salt in there, just to you know okay. keep, keep you on your toes, keep you on your toes. I, I,
0: all I know when <laughs> my family was in the stands, I was either coming in first or something <laughs> near it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not coming in last.
2: My family's yeah. in the stands.
0: My family's in stands. I'm supposed to my ankles. So,
2: Lord <laughs> have mercy. We don't want to go back but to yes. the ankles. We don't need to go. Full circle on the Eagles. All right, okay. But, mm-hmm. All right. But yes,
0: I, I do have the Green Bay Packers winning the game. They got back on track. I think they're going to uh, win. Pretty. Uh, I, I give them a win by nine.
2: Okay. Well, good for Aaron Jones that he was able to recover his necklace last night that, uh, does have the ashes of his beloved, uh, beloved late father as well. So that is a a good thing that they were able to recover that. I know, uh, my former colleague Lisa Salters was in the end zone last night, you know, doing her best to help him recover that as well. So we move on to Monday night football. We've got the one and one Eagles versus the one and one Cowboys NFC East battle where somebody kind of come up out of this, you know, Jalen Hurts has been throwing some beauties, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, started off very strong. I mean, I don't know who, what are y'all going to say between these two teams? What y'all going to say?
1: Tyler, I'm going to surprise you, man. Eagles by three, Eagles by three in that Monday night game. I like Jalen Hurts and I like Devontae Smith. Give me two touchdowns for Devontae Smith and we'll see if they can get a turnover against the Cowboys. But uh, Dak Prescott looks really, really good this year. I'll give him that. Um, we'll see if Zeke can, can continue to get back to, to his, his form in week three. But I like the Eagles this week. I like Devontae Smith scoring two touchdowns in this game.
0: Well, we differ on another pick because I have the Dallas Cowboys winning at home. Dak Prescott playing like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You got... You got Micah Parsons. He was playing out of position, mm-hmm. defense to I end. He was wreaking havoc
2: <laughs> against point. the
0: Chargers last week. He, Great point. Yeah, he was he is playing very well. Mm-hmm. Then you have Tony Pollard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start any controversy here, but when I look at Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, uh Tony Pollard has more bursts coming out of, of the holes. Oh burst. He's looking like, you know, the more I guess, fresher running back. I'll say that. Ezekiel Elliott, he still provides a lot of versatility and good in the passing game. But the Dallas Cowboys, they really impressed me. Even in week one, they really gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a run for their money. Mm -hmm. And not many people picked them against the Los Angeles Chargers over the weekend. And they really went out. I did. Did I I did. Here you go. I did. They it. really went out and played a good game, even <laughs> though the Chargers lost that game on themselves, having twelve penalties. And <laughs> but the Dallas Cowboys, I think they're going to win at home versus the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Really quick, just to wrap this up, I just want to say it just kind of goes to show you, you know, why sports is a microcosm of life because you know things can be going well, and in an instant they cannot be. And it just also shows you how fragile, you know, flow, good things, good vibes, you know, good things is going well for you can just be in life in general and in sports. You know, Ezekiel Elliott had a lot of things, you know, going from, you know, and then now, He's still trying to kind of get his rhythm, you know, underneath him. And um, it's just kind of like how life goes. You know, you just you just have to try to find a way to continue to dig deep, which I know he can. He has a talent. and know his family. You know, that whole thing definitely has the pedigree and the DNA to do it. Just have to, you know, continue to get yourself back on track and keep fighting.
1: All right, guys. That'll do it for week three of It's a Football Podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we'll do this again next week. And please don't forget, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Stores, and Google Play for the latest NFL news. Tell a friend, and let's fan harder together with USA Today Sports
0: Plus. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.